Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot of ancestor worship and there's a lot of uh, like my mother would see and she still does see spirits and and everything. She just kind of constantly, oh, dear. <laughs> it just kind of so it's not it's, scary. It's just part of your culture. Welcome to Kesha and the Creepies today. So honored to have Margaret Cho. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm such a fan, so I'm excited to be here. So I couldn't really hear you talking about your cat's stripper pole, so could we revisit that? <laughs> My cats have, um, their cat trees are like attached to the ceiling, to their floor-to-ceiling cat trees. Wow. And they, um, I call them their stripper poles because they're swinging around it like crazy. Like they're really, and they're sphinx cats, so they're like naked. So they're like naked swinging on the pole all day, all night. So they're a lot better. I mean, you know, it's scary when your cat like isn't running around. And so she broke her leg and we had to go to emergency and stuff, but she's a lot better now. I'm happy to hear your baby's okay. Thank you. Thank you. But you have four. Is four different from like two? I mean, I don't think, I think if you have more than one, I feel like the work is kind of the same. So I have three animals here. It's kind of the same. Honestly, I had to put in one extra litter box and one of them, okay, I got one that liked to pee on my bed. And that mm-hmm. wouldn't be that big of a deal, except for the first 
And the most extravagant thing I bought with my like TikTok money is I bought like the biggest bed because I love having my friends over and I want us all to like slumber party. So my cat decided to like use the bed as a litter box because I think he's like his brain is a little funky. But so that was the only part is like the peeing and pooping on the bed. But I don't think that's normal. I think that's just my cat is mm. a special guy. Yeah. I mean, I have, they have 10 litter boxes because ten? I have, um, yeah, I have like um, the, the house is, it's, it's not really big, but everything's really spread out. So I have one in every little area and they have a really big catio. So there's three in the catio. I'm basically taking all of my outdoor space and enclosing it so that the cats can be outside because um, there's like, I live on the hill. So there's a lot of like coyotes and hawks and stuff. So I want them to be safe, but they also love the outdoors. So mind you too. Yeah, my friend's doing it. So yeah. (gasps) Love that. I would love to get their information because my cats want to go outside and I feel like such a shithead because I'm like, you're wild animals. I want to let you outside. I don't want you to get hit by a car eaten by a coyote. So that sounds Mm -hmm. like the perfect kind of compromise. Yeah, for sure. So they can play outside? It's really great. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But I would encourage everyone to get four cats because when I wake up in the morning, I'm just surrounded by cats. And like – I love it. It's just like the best way to start a day. It's the best. I mean, I just love animals. And um, my chihuahua now thinks she's a cat because she bats with her paw and then she goes and plays with her dog friends. And then she acts like a cat with them, and it's really funny. But they're all about the same size, so they're very well matched. Oh, all of my cats are like 20 pounds. I have like the biggest cats known to mankind, so. That's great. But, okay, your house, I randomly saw an episode of you on Wife Swap. Oh, yes, Is this the same house that was in Wife Swap? This is the same house, yes. Oh, my God, Um, I am obsessed with this house. It's a great house. It's, um been um I've been here for about 22 years now but it's 100 years old wow it's definitely haunted there's a lot of there's an animal ghost here there's a a dog whose name is Tyler and she um was uh really attached to the house so she lived here her entire life before Mm -hmm. I moved in and she when she was 21 the day they moved out she died And her spirit, I've seen, like, there's a place, like, kind of, there's a little bridge that goes outside, and I see she's a basset hound, so sometimes I see her face in the window, where I used to see her when I would come and visit before I moved in, and uh, I, I, I saw her right when I moved in, and I was, I called the owner, I was like, oh, well, Tyler's here, and he's like, oh, no, she died the day we left. Oh, my God. And so... Um, she's still here. And then one of my big dogs, uh, right when he died, he died about 10 years ago. But when I walk around sometimes, he was really, really big. It's a hundred pound shepherd mix. I can feel warm, large, warm spots on the, the hardwood floors and two little condensation marks where his nose would be. Aww. So it's weird how they'll leave behind kind of energy traces um, the dog ghosts are the most active. Uh, I know that there are other presences here that psychics have come over, uh, feng shui experts have come over and said, oh, there's different entities here, but I have not seen or felt them. That's so interesting. Okay. Because tell me more about the entities that are in your home. So you have two dogs, which I love. There's two dogs. Um, so Tyler, who was a 21 basset, 21 old basset hound, and then my dog, Rafe, who was a big, big boy. And then, um, 
There is a woman who lives downstairs. She is, I think, the original, one of the original owners of the house when it was built in 19, the 1920s. So um, I don't really know anything about her, but I do know that this house was the only property built here when this area was first sort of cleared. So this is actually the first sort of marking place of um, this area and um, in Los Angeles. And then um, she's here, but she sort of stays out of my way. She's like one of those roommates that like really quietly pays the rent and you should never see them or hear from them ever. But the she's best roommate. Here. She's been here. I love, I love those it. It's so amazing. <laughs> You've never seen her or like felt her presence. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I can like feel like there's almost like something going on, but I don't know. Like I, I it's not a sound and it's not um, a, a real physical presence, but I do feel kind of like this maybe shift in the air, but there's really no sense of, um, where she is, but I do know she's here. I can, when people say, oh, there's a woman here. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I know that, that she is, but I've never seen her. And does that freak you out? Like having the animals to me, an animal ghost sounds like the more the merrier. It's lovely. It's sweet. It's almost like, I don't, I think it's really comforting. Um, but ghosts don't scare me. You know, I grew up, uh, in Korean culture where we, um, kind of believe that your ancestors live on after they die. And so on their death dates, you have to uh, prepare their favorite foods or like chisuk, which is um, Korean Thanksgiving. So you prepare like a, a dining table filled with all of the stuff that they loved in life. And, but you don't have to actually make all the food, but you have to make it seem like it's abundant. So we would take like styrofoam balls and then just stick like dried fish around it for like my great, 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 great. <laughs> Cause they can't eat it, but they just want you to know that they want to know that you put the effort into it. Yeah. And so there's a lot of ancestor worship and there's a lot of uh, like my mother would see, and she still does see spirits and, and everything. She just kind of constantly, Oh dear. <laughs> it just kind of, so it's not scary. It's just part of it's your culture. Very matter of fact, because we exist on a different plane, but we still exist together. So, you know, Korea being sort of a peninsula, there's this idea that you never really leave because you're, you're like locked in by water mostly. I think it's the same with Japan. Um, mm. They have the same kind of ancestor worship and you're very practical towards um, the people who have died and, you know, and I, I, I feel a sense of it too. My best friend died about two years ago. And so when she died, like I really felt her presence in the house and around like, a, and the, her, her death was really unfortunate and an accident and like not expected. And so it was a really kind of traumatic thing, but she sort of like hangs around and I've had psychic readings where she'll like blow past all of my ancestors to talk to me. To get to so the front just, of the like, line. Yeah. She just pushes everybody aside and she's like, look, 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 I don't, you know, I don't want any trouble, but let me just tell you what's going on. So, um, her spirit is, you know, cause that's been like two years. Her spirit's quite fiery and alive. Oh, well, I'm sorry that your best friend passed away, but it just seems the way you're talking about it, that you have a good or healthier or more open relationship with the afterlife than, yeah. seemingly a lot of people I know. And even myself, sometimes I get a little like freaked out. I think it's what drives me sometimes to be an artist is like, I have to do this before I die. I want to leave this right. legacy behind. But I don't know your way you're talking about. It just seems so much healthier and less stressful. 
Well, it's it's kind of due to my upbringing, but also that I have seen a lot of death. Unfortunately, you know, I spent a year and a half in uh, treatment for alcoholism. And so in my treatment center, about 12 people died during my time there. Oh my God. So these are all people that I knew very, very well, who I'd been in like therapy sessions with for like months, yeah. you know? And so the fragility and strength of both of life is really a very big sort of like thing to me. And it's like kind of the people that have died that I know it's not anything that I fear because I've been on that edge of misery where you could feel like you could go either way. So I really understand it maybe in a way that people that really kind of have lived in darkness kind of know they're like, Oh yeah, I've been there. Well, I definitely have a fascination with, death and my mom is a total goth like she doesn't dress in black and like look goth but all she talks about is death and spirits and that's pretty much her Mm -hmm. favorite topic of conversations and we write songs together and one song we wrote together was called no one's getting out alive and Mm -hmm. we wrote another song called cannibal and then we wrote your love is my drug so we write all these songs that are just like mostly about like the finite of humanity but possibly Mm -hmm. the infinite soul or energy or consciousness that lives on yeah so it's a hot topic in my family as well it's wonderful it's wonderful i think a lot of people really fear that um kind of energy of the dark energy um but i think it's really just um makes you feel more alive you know and and it makes you want to embrace life even more because you see how fragile thin that veil is so easily penetrated yeah well I've definitely had some strange experiences I've never been like fully living in a house where I can see like how you're saying you can see the basset hound but to me that Mm -hmm. sounds like if I were to have an animal haunting me somehow that seems way more fun than Mm -hmm. a person but maybe it's just because I love animals so much (laughs) I can just trust them it's really, it's really sweet and it's not scary. It's not like pet cemetery or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it's actually really like a loving energy kind of like, well, they can go to the other side. They're not stuck. Yeah. They just want to just see what you're doing. You know, they're just kind of curious and they want to hang around, which I think is really sweet. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Do you believe that once you pass away, do you reincarnate or do you go to the other side? And is that tied in with your culture or is it just something you've explored on your own and kind of come to your own conclusions? I think both. I think that both are possible that you have choices. You know, you're kind of given like a choose your own adventure when you you die. You're like, well, do you want to go and reincarnate and do something else you've done? Do you want to be reborn? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to stay there? I feel like when people are sort of limited in their idea of what's possible that that maybe that's sort of what sticks them into something, you know, like of those ghosts who are like, we don't know we're dead. Mm, yeah. That, that kind of situation. That to me is really um, probably the worst case scenario when you just can't possibly allow your a spirit or imagination, that kind of freedom to do anything. And, um, you know, I, I went to this really interesting psychic who was like a past life lady and she was very famous her name was Bella and she was in her late 90s and um she uh and I were talking about how I always had this I always fight with my father you know I have a good relationship with my father but it's very male like he brings out the really male energy in me and we really fight and she told me that we had been soldiers on opposing sides of a war and we killed each other And so we were brought back to this life as father and daughter to work out our karma so that we could just rest in peace in our relationship. Oh my God. And we still fight. So it's funny because we do fight like soldiers. And I'm like, why is this so like military? But it really is. It's interesting. I've actually had a past life regression. And Mm -hmm. my past life regression said that my mom was actually my baby. And mm. I was burned alive, potentially, mm-hmm. like, for not being a, a quiet, good woman. But so, yeah. but that wow. all makes such perfect sense to me because in this life, like, there are definitely times where I feel like she's my baby, even though yeah, I never had a baby. And don't know if I want a baby, but I have one. It's my mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, those kinds of things when you go and you talk to people that do that stuff, the past life stuff, it's really interesting. And I think it's really, I, I, I always think it really, it's really resonates with me. Like I really believe it. I think that's um, amazing. I believed it. Cause when, 
she was saying it. She also had never met my mother or seen us mm-hmm. interact. And I'm pretty sure this woman is a much older German woman. I, I'm pretty sure she had no idea who I was. So it's not like she could have been like, oh, I watched a reality TV show that was on MTV in 2012. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she had no idea. So it kind of blew my mind. And I also have, I'm always so hot. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But she was like, are you always so, so hot? You got burned alive in a past mm. life for not behaving as a woman. Wow. Because I'm always hungry because I've starved to death twice. That's my mom. She had one and that <laughs> happened to her. And she's just like, I'm always hungry. Always. Always. Hungry. And always. She, she was like digging, foraging through trash cans in her past life. And then she found yeah. a pack of dogs that helped her survive. So now yeah. she's obsessed with dogs and is making a dog rescue. That's beautiful. I like the past life regression thing because even if it's not real, I like to believe in it because it makes me feel good. So I'm going to believe well, in it. Well, it explains a lot too. Like it's like, you know, it explains a lot about who we are and kind of the things that we come to this lifetime with. Because a lot of the things that I feel I didn't learn in this lifetime, hmm. you know, there are things that like, why am I always hungry? I didn't learn to be hungry in this lifetime. I've never gone without food in this lifetime. There's no reason why I would have that mania, but it's got to be something from the past, you know? So I do think that past karma affects us in this lifetime for sure. I do too. And I wonder, see, this is where I get confused. Apparently you don't get to like rest truly in peace until you go through an entire life being non-reactive is what I was just recently reading in a book. And I'm like, a whole lifetime of being non-reactive? What if I, like, start mm. now going forward? Like, then does that well, count? I can, yeah, I think so. I think it's, like, really, like, it's hard because so much of it is social conditioning, too, of, like, don't let him t- treat you like that. Don't let them talk to you like that. That You know, that, that people tell you you're not supposed to be treated that way. Mm-hmm. And then you're sort of convinced, like, that's wrong. But it's more like, if something happens and then you're like, I don't know why I feel so weird about it, then um, so it's like, well, how much of it is social conditioning and how much of it is really like our destiny? It's hard to know. Uh, and like your intuition and like just kind of like your insights telling you what's right or wrong. That's the part where yeah. is it past trauma? Is it past life? Is it anxiety? Is it indigestion? Like, what's going on here? Like, sometimes it's hard to read. So many things. It's really hard to read. It's so hard to know. But, you know, it's really interesting to try to discover it. It is. It's been such a fun journey, like, throughout my life trying to navigate it. But especially in the past year when I was supposed to be on tour and then obviously Mm. no one's touring. To, like, sit with these questions to me the supernatural is just really natural and it somehow gets like pushed into this category of like being for weirdos or you have to be like you look a certain way or be a certain way and to me it's just being open-hearted and being like okay I'm open guide me of course I agree I mean I think that um this year has or this yeah this last year has really focused all of our selves onto our inner life and to see like where we are actually happy because so much of our work is traveling and being on tour. When you were on your on tour, you just don't have a moment to even think about your spiritual needs or 
anything. You're just trying to keep going. Cause you know, it's like a, it's, it's wonderful. Like I love being on tour, but at the same time, you don't pay attention to anything that's happening within. No. Cause you're just like, so focused on making, I don't know about you, but for me, it's like, I'm focused on making sure I'm on time, that the audience is happy, just like kind of more people pleasing, like just making mm-hmm. sure everyone is super happy around me because mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's my job to make people yeah. happy and make them dance and make them happy. So that's where all my energy goes is all out. Also, you're like the leading of the company. So it's like you're kind of managing the life of all of the people that are making like your tour manager, your band, or your, for me, it's like opening comedians yeah. or, um, you know, management agents, like you're trying to make it seamless for everybody else. So you're leading the company, you're leading the charge. And oftentimes your needs get really lost in that because you're trying to look after everybody else. Yeah. And you just want to make sure everything is going okay because it's your name on the mm-hmm. bill. And if yeah. sh- shit goes to shit, that's not good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's it's really, it, it's it's a really satisfying thing. Oh, I, I love through. it. Oh, my God. I love it. But it's a very different lifestyle than being at home right. for a year. Right? Don't you think? So different. So different. And it, it's like, yeah. And now I'm like, if I have to move, do I bring my cats with me? Because my, my dog would go with me everywhere. Yeah. And so my cats are very, they don't, well, actually they don't mind the car. And one of them really likes her um, sling. So I have like a little sort of a cat baby born and she really loves it. Oh my God. I want one. So I have a cat stroller. Cute. Oh yeah. They saying. have that too. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are obsessed with the cat stroller. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So you're my love the cat stroller. Yours might like going on tour because I have taken my cats on tour with me in the past. It was mostly really good experiences. One time one got out and hid in the bush and I was like, it was a whole thing. But aside from that one time, we had a lot of fun. He came on a private plane. He was trying to open the door to the front to like the cockpit. It was Ah! an adventure. (laughs) So fabulous. I mean, I think that it would be so amazing to be able to share the journey with them but yeah they're both pretty good on like a harness yeah and leash and then of course my dog is like very used to traveling and kind of been everywhere so a little tiny guy I feel like dogs might be easier to travel with I don't know cats are a little they're moody yeah (laughs) but one of them's deaf so she's kind of like very like she she's so brave and accepting of everything which is why I think she broke her leg too, because her, her balance is compromised because she's deaf. So um, she's a little bit like, I could do whatever I want. And then she sort of defies like <laughs> natural, like the forces of nature, like gravity and things like that. I love her. <laughs> yes. Her but name is Sacre Coeur, which is such a Sacre Coeur, Sacre Coeur, Sacred Heart. Sacre Coeur. Sacré-cœur. What is that? What language is that? French. French. Her, well, her first name is uh, Sacré-cœur Saudade, which is Portuguese. Saudade. For um, Saudade, which is, um, there's no real English translation, but it's like, from what I understand, it, it means uh, the um, unbearable beauty of longing. Oh. So her name means she's the sacred heart of the unbearable beauty of longing. That's a beautiful <laughs> name. Oh my God. Yes. That sounds, that's like poetry. 
That's beautiful. It is, but she also always has a little bit of poo on her butt. <laughs> the sacred butt of unbearable longing. Unbearable, for crusty longing. <laughs> <laughs> have you had any extraterrestrial experiences? I have, but it was really, um, everybody had it. It was this thing. And have you been to Marfa? In yes, Texas? I love Marfa. Marfa's beautiful. But uh, so I went to out in the middle of um, nowhere, in, you know, Marfa's like kind of West Texas, just very far. And they would uh, have the huge projections of pieces of movies with just aliens. So they cut up like a big sort of maxi cut of like alien scenes from movies. Oh my God. And they just emblazoned it on this big screen in order to call the aliens. And you really felt like I didn't see anything, but you really felt it like there's something here, but I don't know. And it was like, I didn't know. I don't know. You should call them that way. That seems rude and disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was also um, in Umea, uh, Sweden, which is so high, high up where you hear the Northern lights, you know, when you hear the, when you're that far up in the, um, in the planet, like you just hear the weird echoing of the lights, you really feel like, oh gosh, there's gotta be some extraterrestrial thing happening. That sounds amazing. Uh, Did you see the lights of Marfa? Yes. Yes. It's so beautiful. And, um, I was there for the El Cosmico. Cool. festival um what is that which is a big music it's a big music festival that they put on in um september every year and uh so i was there um that year i was actually playing with um my band i i don't do music that much but every once in a while i was there i'll do that and so i did one night and then m ward did another night cool and um it was really it was really great but it was so far and you see like the art there is so out of this world like it's just this magical place it's like almost like not on the planet so you can see like there's like kind of like there's signs of extra extraterrestrial life there i think I agree. I actually was there pretty recently because I drove home for Christmas. My mom would have gone nuts. So I had to drive from Los Angeles to Nashville <laughs> because of like COVID. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to like RV it and stopped in Marfa. And that was the first time I'd ever been there. And I just remember thinking a lot of things were closed because of COVID, obviously. And I didn't want to like impose upon the town at all. But just the art everywhere. It's just like the most amazing yeah. art town. There's the Prada store and then so many it's different. So weird. So weird. <laughs> like when you stick a Prada store in the middle of nowhere in West Texas. Nowhere. You see it's how so weird, weird it truly is. It really made me look at yeah. designer clothing in a whole different light. Yeah. Like there's no context. There's just a Prada storefront. Yep. And it's just so like surreal but also real. Like, it's just very strange. It's so weird. And like the giant cutouts of cowboys. And it was just Mm -hmm. amazing. I want to go back when they're fully open. But you played a show there. I didn't even know that they like had festivals there. I want to play a show there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great. I think um, I think it's a really it's quite an amazing festival, you know, because it's it's really small, but they also have like um just a lot uh, i mean just a lot of like wild characters and people who just live out there and then everybody comes from austin yeah also so it is kind of like austin's um 
kind of like their version of like whatever is Bonnaroo or oh, whatever yeah, yeah. is Coachella. It's like that's where they would go. So it's really it's really special. That's so cool. I was listening to your music when I was getting ready this morning, and I love the song you did with Fiona Apple. Oh yes, like obsessed. Yes, uh, hey, big dog. She, she loves you. Oh, I love. She her. loves you so much. Fiona's oh. a really big fan of you. Oh, I love her, and she's just. Such a badass. Amazing. And so are you. I'm like such a huge fan, has so much respect for the both of you. So to listen to a song with both of you while I was getting ready and like putting on my makeup, I was like, yes, women rule. (laughs) And it's just like having a total like bad bitch fest. Like being like, whoop. I'm so excited to talk to you. I love it. And oh, I was really enjoying your TikTok too. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Your TikTok is really good. It's beautiful. And, um, but I, I was like, I remember that night was really scary because um, Ivanka Trump was there. And oh, I don't I remember so that. Sc- she was there. She was in the front row. They brought her in because I was like walking underneath because I was late and I was walking underneath. They have like this pathway underneath and she was walking in and I, I was walking in and I saw her and I was like, <gasps> I got really scared. I don't know why I got scared. Like I was going to get deported. Oh, <laughs> that's terrified. a horrible feeling. <laughs> it's a horrible feeling. Oh, I'm so sorry. I would just get scared really because scared. I just don't want to be in the same room as anyone so in gross. that family. I'm sorry. I just don't want to. But yeah, I, know. I didn't know she was I there. Was I'm really happy scared. I didn't know she was there, actually. Because that would have probably stressed me out for separate reasons. It's weird that she would be in an event that was really about promoting meditation in public schools. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like what the whole thing was about. It's like, they're just trying to promote this idea of like, let's teach meditation in schools. Yeah. For to help anxiety, help kids regulate just everything, their emotions, their, their anxiety. That's like what I learned TM for. Yeah. And it was been really helpful just to like bring me back down to earth regulate all of that so yeah. the fact that she was there seems a little bit um hypocritical and then um with she was there with jared kushner who just always looks like he he's like, like a mannequin that smelled the shit so he's got this face of like it's like a mannequin but it's also like a mannequin that smelled the shit it's just a weird like a plastic man who smelled the shit it's a very that. He's like the Ken doll that smelled of shit. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but then dried that way. <laughs> <laughs> like mummified. Oh my God, I'm so happy I didn't know they were there. Because I sang, I sang at that. And I remember at the very end, were you, did you come out at the very end? I forget who was playing, but they played like a big song at the end where everybody came out. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I, I just mm-hmm. remember being like, this is so awkward. I don't know. I was like standing next to... Someone who was very lovely, but I was like, I don't know you. And they're like, put your hands the around. The Katie Couric. Yeah. It's just like, woo. And it was just so awkward. Some of these things that we do for like beautiful causes with great intentions are, can mm. be awkward. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's just a weird thing to do anything. Well, the Kennedy Center always, there's there's something that's very kind of like, grown up about it yeah so you have to be really grown up there but every event I've always been there it's like there's super weird things going on underneath it all so that was you get ready in the basement there oh yeah that was super weird yeah I got ready in the basement yeah I I mean I I'm usually like getting ready in the basement like coming off of the plane and trying to get there and it's not too far from the airport so I can usually make it so it was just (laughs) that was a strange one for me that was a strange night. It's always weird. <laughs> yeah. But but um, 
No, I was digressing. We started talking about aliens and Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know how we got there. I did read that you've lived in haunted houses pretty much your entire life. Yes. So it's totally um, natural. The most haunted house. Yeah, it's very natural. Um, but the most haunted house I lived in uh, was in Atlanta. And it was right by, um, right, it was in Peachtree City. It was right by the studio that I was working in. And so I lived there for about a year. And it was very active. And uh, I went back to the house with a psychic a couple of years later. And next to every bed, there was some kind of an oxygen machine. And the family there were like, they were all really sick. And then the, the bathtub had broken in half. The marble countertops had broken in half. And, um, but the family was really Christian. And they were like, we don't know anything. There's nothing wrong here. And I'm like, first of all, you're all on supplemental oxygen. Your bathtub <laughs> broken half. Your marble counter broken half and nothing's wrong. So the psychic told me that the um, in the 80s, two teenage boys had done a ritual with um, an animal sacrifice and had opened a hell mouth. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. And this is the house you lived in? 
<laughs> you yes. lived in a hellmouth? I've never even heard that term yeah, I, before. I like, what? <laughs> and it was really like, it was very like weird, like Judas Priest, like say you love Satan, like weird backwards masking like him. I don't believe in any of that sort of like satanic stuff. I don't think that say, Satanists are actually, Satanists are only Satanists to troll Christians. Of course. You know, they're just doing it to troll people. That, I mean, Satanists usually are atheists who are just trying to give people who don't have a church to have equal rights. It's actually yeah. really about human rights. Oh, the satanic but, temple um, leader I spoke with, yeah. and the whole thing, I'm so on board with. It's all about empathy and respecting science yeah. and compassion and treating each other with respect yeah. and just keeping, mainly just keeping politics and religion separate. And if they right. start to get enmeshed, they come in as a mirror to be like, wait, 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 if you're going to favor Christianity and like Judeo-Christianic, like Christianity, something based on that, then you have to also respect the satanic temple as a religion. So you have to respect right. our religion. So I have so much respect for the satanic temple. I love it. I love it. I really respect them. And I, I think that they're really an important part of culture, but I don't buy in the idea of people, teenage boys doing an animal sacrifice to make a hellmouth. Make a hellmouth? <laughs> so I don't know what's exactly going on. See, I, I like the on. idea of a hellmouth. I don't know why it just sounds like a volcano yeah. for evil spirits to just like be exercised yes. from the earth or something. But if all the shit was breaking, maybe it was a hellmouth. I don't know. Do you believe it was a hellmouth? I don't know. I think that it was an, a psychically active house. I think that it was um, a bit of a trickster ghost who was pretty mischievous and liked to cause trouble and liked when things were like kind of funny, like um, getting in bed with me, you know, oh, like once no. I was in bed and something got in bed with me, I could feel the bed go down uh -uh. and I was so scared I didn't move. And then finally I turned over and there was nothing there. So just stuff like that, like, well, uh, you know, kind of stuff like that was like kind of really unsettling, but very small. And like, subtle. so it was weird, super scary. And so then I moved out and uh, another one of my co-stars moved in. And the day that he moved in, he went outside to smoke a cigarette and the door locked and dead bolted and he couldn't get back inside. So oh, the ghost it didn't wasn't like just locked. It just like dead bolted. So it didn't like boys. Well. It was very like, it was, it was kind of okay with me because at, like when I started to hear things, I would say, just try, don't scare me. You can be here. Like I, if I'm scared someplace, if I think there's a ghost, I will usually just talk to whoever's there. And I would like, I'd be like, you know, just, just don't scare me. I'm an old lady, please. You're not an old lady. <laughs> I know. But I mean, it's like, you know, you just don't want to like, you, you don't want to not acknowledge it. The right. best thing to do is acknowledge it and go, I'm afraid. So please try not to make me afraid. We can coexist here. I'm fine with that, but I'm just scared. This is the exact same thing I do when I get scared is I just start talking mm -hmm. to yeah. whomever I think is there. And I've actually like a couple relationships have been like sent down a path after I've like started speaking to a spirit and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't judge me. I'm having a polite conversation with this entity or spirit. I'm trying to be mm -hmm. respectful. 
And then yeah, some of the people I've dated have been like, oh, you're crazy. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. If you think that's crazy. No, because you got to like acknowledge, like if you feel something, there's something there. Yeah. You know, like we're not afraid for no reason. And there's energy. So, there's you know, energy around us. Talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And good, good to talk to the, to the spirit. I think you're right. Like if we are in a separate dimension to them and they're in a separate mm-hmm. dimension to us, yet we're showing ourselves to each other, then it's nice to have an acknowledgement of presence. Yes. I think it's just polite. Yeah. We're just being polite. I agree. (laughs) But so you lived there. I lived there. um, And then there was... um, Is that your dog? Somebody was saying... Is that your dog? Yeah. She's crying. (laughs) She's singing. Oh, she's she's crying. crying. She's crying because there's somebody on the outside of the door that's doing something she doesn't like. Oh. Um, But they were saying that, you know, that they... The owners were in um, Europe and couldn't be contacted. But if I wanted to move out, they would let me out of the least no problem. Like, it was very like, oh, we know there's something wrong with this. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, we, we know they're, yeah, it's fine. Just go. It's cool. But do you ever move into a place and you're attracted to it because there is the possibility that it might have spirits? Because me personally, I like going to places that yeah. people have told me have spirits. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's what attracted me to the house that I live in now. And I've been here since about 1999. Oh my gosh. And, um, certainly, you know, there's uh, a sense of history here. Um, and I love that. And, and my own history now. So even my own ghosts are haunting, which I think is really fantastic. Yeah. If, if, and when you decide to be a ghost in your afterlife, mm-hmm. do you think this would be the place you'll haunt? I would love to haunt this house. I would love to haunt this house, but I would I wouldn't be here um, as myself in 2003. So I would be here with highlights and a juicy couture tracksuit <laughs> and Uggs with um, some kind of beating and bejeweling love that. on them and a flip phone and a walk around <laughs> <laughs> texting that. people on a flip phone or a sidekick, an old school sidekick. Oh my god! I just I've been thinking about just switching over to a flip phone just. I don't know. I wonder if my stress levels would go down if I just had a flip phone. Like, was the world a better place when we just had flip phones? Maybe. But also you would have, you would get, I would get hand cramps because I would try to text and you would have to do like the series of numbers and keep on hitting it. It was a fucking pain in the ass. That was a little tough. But I did love a sidekick because you had the actual keyboard. Yeah, I remember like the Blackberry. Is that the same kind of thing? The Blackberry is the same thing. And um, one time Tegan of Tegan and Sarah took her nail and flipped out the pearl and like cleaned out the pearl and then pushed it back in. And it was so vaginal. Like I realized how like easy it was for a lesbian to go in and just knock out the clitoris of the the Blackberry pearl and then like flick flick it back in. It was really um, handy. It sounds empowering. It was very empowering. <laughs> I love them. Did you ever play shows yeah, with them. them? I played shows with them. I have uh, done music with them. I've gone to see them millions of times, which I'm so, I think they, they have the, I mean, they have the greatest stage show and they're just an amazing band. So I, I really, I really love seeing them. I do too. I miss seeing them. Me too. I really miss going to see, actually miss, miss. going to see stand up comedy is the first yeah. thing I went out and saw. I saw um, Oswald 
uh, Whitney okay. Cummings. There were a bunch of like amazing people on the bill and it was like an outdoor very. Yeah, that's great. Very. It was like very weird to go out to a thing and see people on a microphone, but that was my yeah. first foray yeah. into the world. And I it was com- I was like stand up comedy. I have to see it. So have you done any stand up since COVID? Yeah, I've done um, a couple of those outdoor shows. Yeah. And it's really fun. Um, I've done a lot of shows actually streaming and um, on social media, which have been fun too. Yeah. There's an art to it for sure. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm looking forward to going back and doing it. The last show that I did in a nightclub was actually on um, March 13th of 2020. And um, so it'd be great to go back to a nightclub because I that day was really memorable because I went out to go to... Um, Orville Peck's sound check. I'm like see, trying to like, you know, do my old groupie ways is like going to like their sound check. Me too. To meet the band. I do yeah, the same it's so thing. easy. So great. So, so perfect. But then um, he wasn't there, but he, uh, his show ended up getting postponed. So he came to my show. Aww. And um, so we spent our sort of last weekend out. So at least, at least it was with him, which is really great. But I love that you guys are working together. I can't wait to hear what that what that's going to sound like. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting and totally like mm-hmm. out of both of our wheelhouses just a little bit, but really not that far of a stretch for me because I'm from Nashville. So it all just kind of works. I love it. He's such a lovely love guy, too. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I I can I can really see you together. That's perfect. <laughs> I Fabulous. hope so. <laughs> Thanks. But I love that you spent your last free days with him. Mm-hmm. What a lovely person to spend mm-hmm. with. My last free day was March 1st in Sydney, Australia, Pride on my birthday with Dua Lipa and Sam mm-hmm. Smith. I played at like wow. four in the morning. And that was my last show mm-hmm. I played before COVID. But we went out with a bang. And then we're going to come back that's in a with bang. a bang. That's a that's a great one. I love it. <laughs> I'm so curious about your relationship with Joan Rivers because I know you have a close or you had a close relationship with her. And mm-hmm. she's just such an icon. And I look up to her yes. so much and so funny and just such yes. a boss and everything. And I just wanted to know if... She ever gave you any amazing advice or advice that stuck with you, or have you ever talked to her, even though she's passed on? But I do. I but I really have no sense of her presence. You know, like yeah. she's really like gone. Like she's like gone to the next thing. She's like on. Yeah. Like I don't feel her at all. And um, but her advice was really more just a vote of confidence in that. You know, the older you get, the more you'll work the more they're going to want you, the more that you'll do and Mm. you're going to be around for a really long time. And I think that's a wonderful thing to think about, you know, and I I agree with her. I I do think that I've worked more as I've gotten older and gotten better. So I'm, I'm really grateful to her and I, I miss her a lot, you know, because she was somebody that you could just go to for advice about dumb things or things that were even like about relationships or whatever. She was always there with a ready ear and, She'd always pay, but she was cheap, but she was also expensive. So she was like fancy, <laughs> but also would let you know how much it costs. <laughs> well, I met her she one time and she just was like, mm-hmm. I was like so starstruck. She's coming out of an elevator. And it was the brief, the most brief interaction. 
but it just stuck with me because she was like, oh, we talk about you all the time on my show. It's fabulous. Keep looking terrible, honey. It works for you. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was like walking onto stage at this moment. I was like, oh I don't God. know how to take that. <laughs> you should take it good because it's like really like she only would make fun of your outfits if she liked you. Okay, great. So that was kind of really all because she would make fun of my clothes all the time on that show. And I loved it. So it's like really like she only you only like make fun of the people you love. It's so true. Right. You yeah. make fun of people. You're like, yeah. either you love them or you're envious of them. And I'm pretty sure she wasn't envious of me. So she must, I'm just going to think she loved me. <laughs> I'm sure she was envious too. Before I let you go, I just wanted to ask you about your podcast, The Margaret Show, Mortal Minority. And I just wanted everyone who's listening to be able to know where to find it and what it's about from you. Well, it's about um, the history of Asian American hate crimes and uh, juxtaposed with this modern surge in Asian American hate crimes. So we see that it's actually a pattern. So it's the cyclical nature of violence against Asian Americans. And, you know, we've been dealing with it since 1849. So I think it's really an important podcast. And so I talked to a lot of Asian American and influencers, uh, artists, actors, um, comedians, all across the board, you know, we're really kind of coming together and learning about this history and learning about what's happening now. So I really love it. And people can get it anywhere they listen to podcasts. So just listening to your podcast was so informative. And I appreciate yeah. so much just the information that you can get from it. And I wanted to ask Thank you if there's you. a particular place or organization that you think is leading the charge in terms of information about how to be I an like, ally. Um, I think I like Rice Feed, which is on Instagram, and Asians with Attitudes on Instagram, and Jackfruit on Instagram. Also, Safan, which is C-E-F-A-A-N, who is a New York journalist who covers a lot of the different hate crimes that have been happening in New York City, which there's quite a few. So it's, it's really important to stay aware of all of this that's going on. And it reminds me that... Um, you know, because I was around during the AIDS epidemic and people were using AIDS to justify their homophobic hatred. Mm. And so there was a lot of violence against gay people during that time around AIDS. And so, you know, people will use these quote unquote excuses in order to act out on hatred that they already have. And it's really unfortunate, but it's good to know. Well, everybody should check it out. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, The Margaret Show, Mortal Minority. And I just want to say thank, thank you, you so much for being on Cash and the Creepies. I'm such a fan. It's such an honor. You're such an icon. Thank and you. hopefully You're so iconic. <laughs> when the world opens back up, <laughs> I, I would you. love to come see you perform. Like either music, I would love that. Stand up, anything. So just let me know and Perfect. I will be there. Thank you. Thank you. Keep on creeping on. Thank you for listening and thank you for being here. Well, this is really cool. I'm excited. I'm glad so glad we got to do it. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.